What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Stallion, I need your help as we're trying to expand our Turo fleet, right? Like you're going to hear all about the success, how I crushed, how I crushed Joey's Cousin Eddie RV this month of June as we break down our passive income report. But I got, I got, I need help, Joey. I'm literally trying to figure out how to expand our Turo fleet. And I'm looking at a convertible and I'm just a little bit hesitant on, on pulling the trigger, man. Like, what advice would you give me? Okay. First of all, I need to know why. Why are you hesitant? I mean, everybody needs a little wind through their hair. I mean, what, what are you hesitating for? I, well, that's exactly what I was thinking. I Here's my biggest <laughs> issue. I think that I'm struggling most with this Turo is that I look at cars that I want to drive, that I would like. And unfortunately, how many times have you ever driven a rental car and you're like, I'm going to go buy that when I get home? Like, No, not really. It does, so I'm really conflicted by this, man. It's like, it's I love cars. I like looking at cars. I like driving new cars. But I don't know if that's really the best strategy to combine that with this model. So I, I'm going to show you the math today as we go through Turo, which is just one of many things as we break down the devils and the details. But also there's two other major points we're going to get into as we look at our passive income report for June 2023. Joey, offline, I'm going to have to show you this card. I think it's pretty cool. But I want you to follow our numbers as we jump in right now. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. All right, Stallion, today as we break down this passive income report for June 2023, I think there's a couple of elements that we need to make sure we don't miss. One, the importance of having accountability to anything that you do. And, you know, the, the saying is what you track grows, what you track and report on grows exponentially. And we're going to share with you today some numbers that we started tracking going back over, you know, two, two and a half years ago to try to keep more um, accountability to you so you could follow what we're doing. So it's not that we're just talking about building streams of income. It's not talking about becoming financially free. It's actually doing it. And while it's not perfect, right? We're, we're imperfectly going through this process. We wanted to share these numbers with you so you will have insights. But as we looked at this past month, Joey, we had three big ideas or three main things that came to it. You want to share those with everybody? 
Well, before I do, let me just say this. The differentiator for you as you listen to this podcast each and every month is that this is where you start to see like what is actually working today. But just, just because something has um, a good ring to it, just because you've heard it on another show and you say, oh, that sounds interesting. If you haven't actually spent time seeing other people who don't sell it for a their business, um, sharing their experiences, you really always have in the back of your mind like, is this accurate? Like, is would this actually work out for me? And sometimes that could be holding you back. So this show, like what we're about, the movement of Wealth Without Wall Street is to help you get unstuck so that you can become financially free as fast as possible. If you want to be financially free, we are the, um, the people, the movement that will help you get there as fast as possible. And part of that in our mind is if we're not eating our own cooking, if we're not sharing with you the things that we're doing, good, bad, or indifferent, not that we're the same investor that you are. If we're not showing you what we do, then you really could be using that as a crutch to say, well, I, I can't take action until I know more. We're trying to help you get unstuck. So that's uh, that's the importance in my mind as for us to do this every month. It's not just to kind of show a bigger number every time. And, and hopefully you don't get that from us that we're, we're humbly trying to, you know, show the other beggars where to find the bread. And uh, that's the whole goal here. But to your point, Russ, we had three major lessons. Um, some of them not necessarily new, but took on a different iteration this month. One, what is passive to you means it has to be active to someone else. Right. That's not new, but how it worked out for us in today's report is interesting it's not new but i don't think that that sets with everybody like i think sometimes we get so hung up and i and i say sometimes we i'm pointing my finger at you stallion like oh oh okay you have this knack for every time a deal comes up you start questioning its passivity right okay yeah i do because it, it, you're like, how passive is this thing? And the guy's like, just like got sweat on his brow still. And he's like, freaking passive, man. Working hard here. What do you expect? <laughs> you're like, I'm out. Yep. I right? can't afford, man. Well, here's the thing. If, if you stick around Russ long enough, he's going to have no lack of ideas. Okay. Dude. Oh, you know what? I think we should do. We should do blank. If I don't push back constantly and say, um, hey, listen, I, I can't add any more time to my schedule. Like I'm going backward. I want to go backwards on the times time frame. If I didn't do that, we would have 160 hours a week of stuff to do because you just constantly have ideas. But well, yeah. but some of these ideas you have to like play out. You have to see how they work, man. Come on. <laughs> but it in, in of the part that I think you know, as you're listening to this, maybe you're not at a point where you just have cash that you can just hand to someone else and be a pure passive investor. And I think we have to always make sure we are addressing that there's two sides to the coin, right? What's passive to you means it has to be active to someone else. Well, the, uh, the, the flip side of that is if you're Joey, he's like, okay, where's the active person? Where's the person who's going to run this business? Where's the person who's going to run this investment? Who's the operator? Who's the who? Well, but yeah. you might be like, well, I 
I'm not the passive here, but I want to support the passive. I want to be someone who's adding value to the most valuable people. And so maybe I'm going to get active in this so that I can create the passive for someone else. And we go to Mark Podolsky's Land Geek Bootcamp every quarter, right? We're, we're yeah. getting ready to speak at it here in a couple of weeks. And every single quarter we go to one of these boot camps, see 100, 150 people, and they're active. They're very active. But now as we, as we you know, migrate over to the VIP room where you start getting people who've been doing this for two, three, five, 10 years, I'd say they're pretty passive, right? Like they've built a system and has do- and have documented the process to allow other people to be active and allows them to be passive. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being active as long as you have a pathway to being passive. That's right. Now, as Russ is mentioning this, you may be thinking, okay, this is interesting to me and I'm not exactly sure which side of that coin I need to be on. I don't know what sort of investor that I am. I can't really, I'm not really clear on the vision that I'm trying to accomplish. And that's okay because that's what everybody that comes into this movement has to take the, they have to do the work to figure those things out. And I want to call you to action to something. If you haven't already committed to coming to our live event at the end of August, this is August 25th through 27th at Nashville, Tennessee. This is the best possible place to come if those questions are in your mind, because you're going to be surrounded with other people who are on that same journey. Either they've already been through those questions or maybe they're currently in the middle of it. And guess what? Your tribe will help you to accelerate the relationships you meet at that event, getting to meet Russ and I and our coaches, like those things are valuable beyond anything you can imagine, because those are the type of things that are going to accelerate you and and propel you to your financial freedom. So if you haven't done it already, go to wealthofthatwallstreet.com forward slash live And if you're listening to this on the podcast, use promo code podcast to get 20% off your ticket. So by the way, if you're listening to this on YouTube, go ahead and do it too. Like we're not going to go back. You're okay. You're okay with that, Russ? A hundred percent. Okay. with it. All right. Yeah. I mean, just had to double check. Until we come up with one that says YouTube as well. So we can just figure out where, where you like to listen to us. But if you are listening, by the way, on, in your car, through a podcast app, and you want to track the numbers and you want to see us go through more detail, I encourage you to flip over to YouTube to be able to see that. Make sure you hit the subscribe bell. That way you can get access to every time we do one where we are going deeper. All right. We've only got to point one and we haven't even got deeper into that. We got mm. two more points. Let's, let's, let's nail those down real quick. First, right. that we, we, we know that in order for you to be a passive, someone else has to be active, right? That's well, right. We also, the second point I think we had that came from this month is that we figured out a way to create passive income from one asset, the same asset in two different ways. I think that's going to be unique and yes. I want to make sure you, you stick around. And the third is you've heard the old saying, the devils are the devils in the details. Well, I'm going to give you an example of a new, new or um, passive income stream that we're, we're, delving into. And I think there's some numbers that some people miss and I want to make sure we, we share those with you. So let's, Joey, let's jump into first. 
It, right. Let's talk about passive, right? You want okay. to pull up our passive income report. Let's look at some of the things where we're being passive and someone else is being active. And how are those working out for us right now? All right. Let's see. We pull this up. Is that good? You can see that on my screen? Yeah, man. All right. So the first thing that I, that when we talk about it being passive for us and active for others, the first thing I see is our land flipping business. And this month in particular, you've heard us, uh, we work with thelandgeek.com. If you haven't already checked into them, you can actually download a, um, a DIY way to get into the land flipping business through their toolkit. And, or you can step into things like um, coaching and their flight school, uh, all the way up to what Russ and I did is we hired them through a done for you land business. Now they are 30% partners with us in that business. And as you can see in this month of June, 2023, our gross monthly passive income with them is $27,281. Now that's from the recurring monthly um, note income. Let's, let's break that down. One, uh, we're not dealing with an AI company. Um, the, the, it's, it's human beings operating this. The dot com that Joey threw in there was that was just an, a, a website you can go to. But the, the <laughs> what, like, what, what is he we, talking about? Well, you're like, we work with uh, the landgeek.com. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Here's the part to this is that there's a couple of different elements in the land flipping world, right? You can buy and sell property like immediately for cash. And in the if you're in the real estate world, maybe you've heard of wholesaling or flipping real estate where people are, are having transactional um, deals where they're getting paid immediately. And we have some of that. And if you see, if you're looking on this live, you see that we actually have for last month, $46,900. That's like a transactional we, we, we made about 30 something thousand dollars in profit last month just on that alone, right? So we probably had 10, $15,000 worth of cost and we flipped those properties for almost 40, uh, $46,000, $47,000. But then there's another way that we do this as well as we buy property and we turn it into notes. We turn it into income stream, which is so important. Like this is the most interesting part about this land flipping world is that you're not doing a transaction because you're not staying active. We, the concept is what's passive for someone is active for another. Well, if you're only doing flipping, no matter if it's real estate or land or whatever it is, selling stuff on eBay, right? Well, as soon as you stop selling it, what happens? Income it's stream done. stops. It stops. Well, yep. we make sure we distinguish between those two because we want to show you what the active, like what's the transactional part is. 46000 not a bad month. Everybody's okay with that. But the part that's super interesting to me, Joey, is that top number there. When you're seeing $27,281 coming in, that is made up of like 40 deals, right? Like those are like 40 different properties or so where somebody's paying a monthly payment and, and are paying it for the next three, five, six, seven years. And that income continues to come. So we have plenty of properties that we continue to sell. So that number keeps inching up every single month. You see that number growing. And like for somebody who's in the real estate world and they do one flip and they make $100,000 and they're like, oh, that's cute, Joey, that you just got 
That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you and I can go take a nap for the next five years and make that $27,281 a month while they have to go do another property. Exactly. Right? They have exactly. to go spend hard work in order to make that happen. And I think there lies the idea of what's active versus what's passive. That's right. The second thing on our list um, that we'll highlight in, in that same category is our ATM fund. This is a fund that we invested in that is a seven-year repayment of, uh, or as far as the return on that. And we dropped a little over 100000 into it initially. That then has turned into $2,184 every single month. Now, someone had to go and get the contracts to place these ATMs in the strategic areas where they would be used. They had to buy the equipment. They had to, now they have to manage them in order for them to continue to produce the kind of returns that we're getting every single month. And all we had to do was passively invest in that to create this ongoing revenue stream. Here's That's a another question. example of what we're talking about. Here's a question we got recently. Which ATM operator are you backing, right? Like, which are the ones that you went with? And I think, while I'm not going to go through all of those details on, on the podcast, because we're agnostic to the operators, I believe that you have to be active, though, Joey, <clears throat> on the front end to understand more about who the operators are that are running these. Right. Because whenever we got into the land flipping deal, like we were active on the front end, like we were going through the process to do it. So we learned a lot about how it works. Then we met amazing operators and partnered with them. And but we knew the right questions to ask. We could see their track record. Well, I think the same thing with any syndication, whether it's ATM fund, multifamily, car washes, whatever. Who is the operator? Right. In order for you to be passive, they're going to be active. Well, but you better be active to understand what they're doing. You need to know who 100%. they are on the front end. And 100%. when you do that, then now you can make a passive investment like you're seeing from that specific area there. Well, but that's not the only passive thing. Right. We've also invested in businesses like, you know, one of the ones that we we love to talk about on here are stack candles. If you if you need um a, a fun gift for your friend, your grandmother, uh, whoever, right? Just buy a candle today. Let's it, like let's just say today is buy candle day for a friend. Just try help, it out. Just try help it. a brother out, right? <laughs> Go to stackcandles.com, and uh, they're fantastic. My my wife loves them. Uh, she actually uses the detergent, Joey. Like they have this like detergent mm. that smells um, like a. Uh, like a fairway, like knowing that you love golf, I thought that you would like that mm. one. But you know, yes. it's just like that. It's just nice, you know, clean smell. Well, we we partnered with an operator, somebody who runs that company, and he's continuing to grow it. And I got a call the other day, Joey, from my my sister who's in a little uh, town, probably about four three hours uh, south of us. And she says, "Hey, I was in this store down here, and I saw a stack candle." And I was like, "Yeah, that they just started the." Uh, you know, using you guys as candles and distributing them. And I was like, that's amazing. We're growing. I love that. Yeah. And, and just so you know, the good news about stack candles is for a while, we've had some acquisition costs that had to be repaid before we could start receiving um, distributions and hold, hold the phone. Okay. Cause 
in the next couple of months, you're going to start seeing regular distributions from this company. And Russ and I are pretty excited about that because yeah. again, it's been totally passive for us, but there has been some activity in the background that's now about to start paying us back. And that gets me pretty excited. Well, the the last one on here is cousin Eddie. Man, um, it, it seemed like Eddie is really passive. I don't see any income for the month of June. So it's like Eddie was like taking a nap. Maybe he, he just got had that brain surgery. Just got the new plate put in or something mm. like that. Um, yeah, you know, like had to redo his part. What what happened to Eddie, man? And I I, I guess or, or should we even talk about that from an income standpoint? It's the, you got the passive. I just don't see the income side to it. So so about that, okay? Uh, cousin Eddie had the leisure suit in the dry cleaner uh, this past month and got a big burn mark on it. Okay. So we had to get him repaired. He was down mm. for a little bit and, uh, all that has been worked out for into the month of July. And so there was kind of a, a delay on that accounting. So you don't see any income in June. <laughs> delay on the account. But, and if this is your first time, cousin Eddie is an RV. <laughs> that thing's a tenement on wheels, if you know what I mean. Right. That's right. Like, that thing's going to be leaving here uh, with me next month. That's right. That's right. Um, but the, the good thing that I want to point out about this is that, that not every operator is equal. And Cousin Eddie was originally uh, being operated with a company here local to me. And it was okay. They did an okay job, but they didn't really ultimately run their business very well. And they ended up having to close down. And whenever I looked across the landscape of other possible operators, I found this new company that had actually been in business a lot longer, had a much bigger fleet, had their own repair shop on site. And what that has done is it's really given me a lot more, um, you know, ability to pay more repairs. More <laughs> but I was just about to say, you, and, just, um, you, no, just, you just shared that they are vertically integrated. Like they have found a way... <laughs> Because I've not met anybody who owns an RV who has not talked about the number of repairs. Like I was eating lunch with two guys like two weeks ago who both own like legit big time like bus RVs. And I was like, well, do you guys rent them? They're like, nah, man, not a chance. It's like th those things are constantly breaking and I just don't want to deal with it. Now, this guy has he's like there's people like Joey that are going to buy these expecting to rent them. And I'm going to be able to make money from a repair side. And then I will be the management company to, to rent these things out. This were guy's those air brilliant. quotes. Were those we air need, quotes, Russ? Come on. We, we need to get this guy on the podcast. He's a heck of an entrepreneur. I love this guy already. I've not even <laughs> met him. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. It's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system. Stallion, that's why we created the Passive Income Operating System, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to whatswhatwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared, though, for financial freedom? 
Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. Uh, but here's the thing. I will say this. It is not a moneymaker. Do not go out and buy an RV and try to get somebody to rent it for you on your behalf and make any money. It is not going to make you money. It is roughly paying for itself, but it's still, once you consider depreciation, it's definitely going the opposite direction. Um, but for me, I like having somebody that I can just tap to say, hey, I'm coming to pick it up. I can drop it off and they manage everything from there. So there's there's some benefit to me in that. I'm just probably paying a, a price, uh, a premium for that purpose. Hey, just ballpark for me. When's the last time you took that thing on a tour of the, uh, the country? Hey, um, it's been two years, which means it's time to, to get the gang back together. All right. So be, be on the lookout. Um, we are we are attempting to pull the Denver trip in Cousin Eddie. So if you're in the Passive Income Mastermind, which, by the way, if you're not in the Passive Income Mastermind, what are you what are you doing? Like, are you missing everything that we're covering in there? Are the relationships and the opportunities? Absolutely. You are. You should go to the Passive Income Mastermind dot com to apply today to see if this would be a good fit for you. Um, our next event is in Denver in October. And like I said, Cousin Eddie is going to make a cameo appearance <laughs> with the rest of the Murray clan. It is not uh, going to be something you want to miss. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it, it right now. Have you heard that it does sometimes snow in December in Denver? In October. I October. mean, in October in Denver. What did I say? I don't even know what I said there, but... <laughs> Hey, what I've happens if it's what that. happens if it snows and you're driving Eddie? I I'm just gonna you know make sure he's he's properly equipped. You gonna I mean, get that, like snow chains or you joker, just gonna pull over on the side of the road and, and camp for the till spring? What are we that, talking about? That Joker is a beast. Okay, Russ, you cannot cage a lion. Like I've this. driven that thing. Like it 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 <laughs> it is like a beast. You're driving down the road and it's like. It's like that cat that we're given the Christmas vacation standpoint. It's like that cat that got brought in by uh, Aunt Edna or whatever the lady's name is. It's like, <laughs> that's what I felt like when I was driving that thing to the beach. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just say there, there will be some prayers. Okay. Going ahead of us on that trip, but. I feel okay. I feel pretty confident. I, I got a feeling up. this is going to come back to me. I have to get my shots in before we get down to the Turo at the bottom. Yeah. All right. Let, let's let's talk about uh, let's get earning. to number two. Yeah. Let's talk about so that we we've covered what's passive. You means it has to be active somebody else. But let's talk about earning a passive income from the same asset two different ways. What does that mean? All right. So let me let me bring our report back so I can talk to, talk about some real numbers here. You and I built a short-term rental business, wakeupinbirmingham.com, which by the way, if you're in the area, there is no better place for you and your family to find a place to spread out, okay? Instead of being on top of each other in a little hotel room, come check out Wake Up in Birmingham. Lots and lots of great options. But when we built that business, we got to a point where it was going to require either more time more energy, more money to get it to the next level. 
right, to get to the point where it would kind of break through the, the kind of the plateau that it was at. And when we really compared it to other things we wanted to pursue, it became lower on the list, in my opinion, right? You and I had kind of decided this is not where we want to put those ener- that energy and resources. And, and so we decided, let's sell the business. And you heard us last month on this. It, that went through. And in the month of June, uh, we didn't show any income from that business because that's when the, the whole thing went down. The whole sale went down. But what happened is, is we decided there's a couple different ways we could have sold that business. And instead of losing the income stream from wakeupinbirmingham.com, we decided to sell that business on terms, owner finance terms, to our buyer. And what kind of is the aha to me is anybody who's a great investor who's gotten used to receiving income from a, uh, an asset if they could continue it, they always would want to, right? And and so in this case, rather than just taking one lump sum upfront and selling it for cash or other other terms, we decided to own or finance, wake up in Birmingham, back to our buyer. And now we will receive income from this asset continuously for the next three years. That gets me really excited because now we can take that regular income and we can continue to build on top of it. So as you can see uh, in this month of June, we, as Wake Up in Birmingham, we were able to receive $16,774 as income, as a note income coming back to us on this month's report. That is really exciting to me. It allows us to continue to grow. And, and I want to challenge you, like if you have assets that you have put hard work into over time. Maybe it was a business. Maybe it's a piece of real estate that you've paid down substantially over time. Um, I don't know what it could be for you, but if there's life left and you've kind of hit this plateau or this point where something needs to occur with that uh, particular asset and it's time to sell, consider the idea of creating an ongoing income stream in the form of a note, in the form of a owner finance, uh, owner held type of um, note on that particular asset. And uh, it wasn't something that was necessarily super simple from a concept it is, but I would always employ you to to reach out and get legal advice on that. Um, Potentially talk to your CPA or accountant on what the ramifications are from a tax perspective, because we learned a lot of things around that. And actually, um, Russ and I are going to be breaking down this case study of our short-term rental business within um, our Passive Income Mastermind soon. So if you want to learn more about that, exactly how we did it, what lessons we learned, and all those sort of things, um, again, join us in the Passive Income Mastermind. And uh, you'll be able to learn more about how you could possibly um, do the same. All right. So, Russ, we're going to continue on here. So we've already talked about now that what's passive to you means it's active to someone else. The second thing, how to earn passive income from the same asset in two different ways. And then the third thing we're going to talk about today is the devil really is in the details. And 
you were talking to me about this particularly in the Turo business. Okay. So just for those of you who are not, um, you know, as familiar with this, the Turo business is, it's a platform just like an Airbnb, just like a Uber, those sort of things. But in this case, you're able to place a vehicle that you own on the platform and someone can actually come and rent that, that vehicle from you directly for any amount of time. It could be for a day, it could be for a week, it could be for months. And, and there's various reasons why people would do that. Um, not the least of which, which I've recently come to, to really value is how is this different from just going to like, you know, enterprise, rent a car, let's say, or Hertz or one of those types of things. And the, the real difference is that, you know, when you go to a um, Hertz rent a car, or enterprise rent a car, you actually um, lose the ability to choose the exact vehicle that you want. And it kind of like reminded me the other day when I started thinking about this. Yeah, it's kind of like been a thing that we just put up with. It's like, oh, I put on reserve that I'm going to reserve a, um, a large SUV. I get I don't get to say which type of SUV I want. I just say a large SUV. Well, when I get to the actual place, it actually looks like they, they could come back and say, hey, we don't have one of those in stock, but we're going to give you this minivan instead. Or we're going to give you this, you know, smaller SUV because that's what we have in store. And to be honest, if you can make it work, you just make it work because you you don't have an option at that point. You're kind of at the last minute. You're sitting there like, well, I have this trip or I have this reason that I need this vehicle. I better go ahead and take what they have. But on Turo, you're actually able to reserve the exact type of car you want. And it's in stock because that's the only one that's available. That to me is a huge benefit. In fact, uh, Russ, I know you were just telling me the story of somebody renting your truck and they had been to three other rental car companies, reserved a truck, got to the actual place and there was no truck. And they said, oh my goodness, that will never happen again. I will always come back to Turo it was so convenient to be able to show up, know that I have a truck and be able to get done what I needed to do. I'm always going to come back and do this again. So there's a lot of benefits to using this Turo platform from a customer's standpoint. But I know you were going to break down for us the actual numbers because you said there's some, some devil in the details going on here. Is there something that you want to pull up to go over that? Or do you want me to... Um, Oh, you got yeah. you got it pulling up right now. Yeah, no, I I do want to talk a little bit about that because I I think there's things that I'm learning now. Here's here's the beauty of this is that I think in anything you do, you have to go in with the level of I'm going to learn and probably fail forward. So I'm going to share with you just things that I'm learning as I'm going. Also, as you were saying, like this is not necessarily intended for me to be a passive income stream. I know it's active. I know that my daughter is learning how to do this and she's doing about 10% of the work. I'm doing about 90% of the work right now, Joey. We, we've got to reverse the polarity of that you know, distribution, but she's had hey, a lot of stuff going. So I'm, I'm giving her and hey, grace. Hey, hey, by the way, by the way, just for those of you that can't see this on the podcast, 
Russ brought in a whopping $294 of 90% of his effort to create, to lose $560 this month. And he was busting my uh, cojones about losing $728 with none of my effort. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, let's, let's let's just be be fair. I mean, like, it's not like I worked a full month or something. I mean, I watched a car by wash. I drove it through a car wash twice and I did vacuum it out twice. Hey, I'm I'm just going to say that's a hundred percent more vacuums and washes than I did. On cousin Eddie in the month of June, just yeah, just for I, posterity here. That's that's fair. That's fair. Now, the the very first rental happened in March, and that was to my family when my wife's car was being repaired <laughs> because my daughter ran her brand new car into the garage. So <laughs> then we had a couple of months where we just didn't do anything, and and then then we 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 got it on Turo June. The very end of June, I get the first booking, man. Super excited. Um, we, you know, it was a eight-day booking. Okay. Eight-day booking. It it went from the 24th of June to the first of July. So I only counted the days in June for the 294. So I got some extra extra money coming my way, bro. Come on. Straight sandbagging me. Okay, I get it. <laughs> um, lessons I started learning. One the number of miles that you will put on a car uh, in Turo, you need to be aware of that. Like the, you, you see this, what the miles started with 5,594. What did it end with? 6,426. That's 832 miles driven. And that all happened in those few days that that guy had eight had days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like it was seven of those eight days. Cause it picked up, picked up speed after that. Um, <laughs> And, and so when we start looking into July, Eddie's already got 8,500 miles on him. So we, we've put in three grand in a little over three weeks here. So uh, I said, Eddie, I, Ziggy. Uh, Ziggy, man, the, Come on. Ziggy, Ziggy, Eddie, similar. <laughs> Here's one of the things I want to point out, just as the devil's in the details. One, you need to know what you're getting into. Two, I think you know, this comes from my background of doing car rental. When I first job out of college, you guys didn't know that about me. I worked for enterprise rent a car for four years. I worked in three different States, like six different cities. And it was a lot of fun. Then my wife got into dental school here in Birmingham and I decided, okay, now it's time to manage people's money. I've been managing cars. Totally aligned, right? (laughs) Totally connected. I totally get it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was such a great money manager for people in 2004 after managing, you know, fleets of cars for four years. (laughs) But one of the things I remembered through that process is that you have to account for maintenance. You have to account for depreciation. Things that don't happen every single month, like that you don't have that payment, Right. Just like we talk about the fact that compounding interest is a cost whenever you're spending cash. Why it's so important to count and assess that cost, even though you don't get an interest statement in the mail. Oh, Joey, you just lost this amount of interest. Same thing's true with depreciation. You're not getting a statement that says, by the way, you owe us a a bill for $162 uh, last month. But that's really about what I'm assessing the depreciation on this truck we have is. The same thing's true with the maintenance. Like, you know, I realized that when we were going to have to get an old change, old trains, $110, $120.
we're going to have to buy new tires on this thing, right? Like that, those aren't cheap. I need to account for about $175 a month for this specific vehicle. When I'm, you know, average that out over 12 to 18 months, that's about what that, when that bill comes in and it's a thousand bucks or $1,400 for a set of four tires, I need to have accounted for it to make sure I'm doing the math. And I think, you know, when you look at Turo, the things that people miss is that Turo is going to give you ROI, return on investment. All they're calculating is how much income you get as compared to what your car payment is. Yeah. So when you see, oh, this car does 90%, 125%, whatever it is, they're only referring to the car payment. That's just a fraction of it, right? Like you get a car loan, what, five years, six years, seven years sometimes. And in two years, your car's got 60,000 miles and you want to sell it for, and it's like worth like 40% of what you pay for it. My guess is your loan is not 40%. You're going right. to be upside down and you're going to have a rude awakening like, oh, wait a second, that turned out to be a bad deal for me. So as I started looking through this, Joe, I realized that I need to make sure we figure out a way to increase the income while starting to decrease the depreciation, the maintenance. So we're making a few adjustments to one, the price that we're charging, the mileage that we're allowing. And I got to think through some extras, man. There's got to be an extra way to make money in this deal. You got any ideas for me? Like what, what's one of those like little add-ons you can do? Because we accidentally had an extra. It was like uh, get a, a full tank, you know, bring it back at empty. You could pay prepay for the gas. And I didn't realize that was on there. And the prepayment was for $45. Yes. Um, and the gas cost $56. Plus I had to drive it over there and back. <laughs> That was not an extra I was looking for, right? That that little detail I I I miss. What's an extra for me? Give me an idea as we wrap this podcast. All up. right, I all need right. something. I'm I'm gonna just throw this out. I think if you can put like one of those massage chairs <laughs> in the front and just have it plug into the lighter, dude. I mean, how much how much would you pay for that? I mean, I, look, that's a five to ten dollar upgrade per day. Hands You're up. talking about like one of those, what's that store in the mall where you could go into and they had every gizmo and gadget. And sharper you could, like, image. Sharper image. Is that what it was? Yeah. Dude. Every time. So you go buy one of those and you, and you just rent it out every time. Absolutely, man. I mean, long trip. What do you want? You want a little, little massage while you're driving. Hmm. I don't know about that one. Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I'm just throwing, just coming. Well, you, you gave me an idea. Okay. I mean, it was a bad idea, but it was a good, I mean, it was a, it was a try, right? Like, I mean, good, good idea. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep, keep you posted. Yeah. You, you keep thinking if you have an idea, that's amazing. Go ahead and send that to me. Let me know in the community what other ways that I can increase the income on Ziggy are Chevrolet Silverado. And we, we got a new car. We're getting ready to buy Joey. I thought I had a Maserati for my daughter. Woo. I thought I thought we were picking up a Maserati. Turns out, um, after spending four hundred fifty dollars to have it checked out, and I'm grateful I did, even though that was a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I don't want to buy it. It was it was going to cost me probably like twenty grand to get this thing back together. So, but I thought Ooh. I was getting a deal on a car. I really was no. I, I was about to buy a problem. So we're we're still we're back on the car market looking for a second car for her to have access to that she could use and rent. And we'll see. I, I still believe that there's a bet between you and I of what's going to do better Ziggy or Eddie. And I'm just going to say Eddie's Eddie's fast out of the gate. 
He got you in June. So we'll have to check back in July. All right. And if just to do, quickly do a wrap up, guys, um, thank you, as always, for listening to our podcast. And for the month of June, we did end up at 87,000 net income in the month of June, largely because of uh, kind of an unexpected land deal that uh, when it went through. It's We bought a piece of property for 22000 and sold it for 60000 uh, that's going to be coming in over the course of two months. But that is a really, really strong month for us. It's it's definitely an increase from previous months. And the bigger thing is not necessarily the bottom line number for us. It's more about are these ideas, are can you take and apply what you're hearing from us that it's got to be active for somebody else if it's going to be passive for you. It's uh, There's a way to create passive income from the same asset in two different ways. And number three, don't forget the devil is in the details. Thanks as always for listening. Uh, Please, if you found value today, rate and review the show, share it with somebody else so that you can help them get to financial freedom as fast as possible. Have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.